Then <laughs> 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 you look like a real asshole. Can I tell you something? She was in highlights in the eighties. I like that you think you're a good guy. He's a comedian. You can say it that way if you want to be wrong. Sounds like you're addicted to a drug. All of them. Well, I I went to go listen to that. I think the latest live show one or something is uh, you guys say a different one than it actually is. You're, you like list the comics, but it's like, <laughs> and then the show starts, and I was like, oh, I was looking to hear such and so set, but it's you know someone okay. different. All right. That's, also not a big. That sounds so right. <laughs> I didn't. I, I wasn't like aware exactly, that that would have happened. Yeah, Given I'm sure we said that, that Rena was on four shows that she wasn't actually on. <laughs> right? Improve your. Uh, the headliner was, or uh, was. I think it was like. Like there was a show. There was a show I booked Mara Lee for and never confirmed with her, so she didn't show up. Oh yeah. Oh shit. And then it was just like Lucas and Tyler Jackson. Yeah, and I just said we just had Lucas do a lot of time. Yeah. Oh, that's good though. <laughs> He's very funny. Yeah, it was. It was a good show. I mean, it was just like it was weird because it was just like it was me. I think. I think we hosted regular then, right? No, I think we were du- we were dual hosting by then. Oh, I but never then saw we saw you guys do that. We did sets though, right? Or <sighs> I, I did or something. So. Maybe I don't think we did. If not, then it was just us dual hosting. Then two comics went up. Yeah, <laughs> but they both they, we had them do like fifteen and twenty or something like yeah. longer. That True. sounds cool. How was the dual hosting for you guys? Um, back when it was regulars, like it was really fun. Yeah, it could be fun. I mean, it could be not fun. It was always very stressful. Yeah, it was always terrifying. Running a show is stressful. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely yeah. stressful. I yeah. hate it. Are you guys glad that you don't do it anymore? I'm mixed. Like, I, mean, I don't miss it. If 30 people came every show, then that would be good. But when you don't know if eight people are going to come, that's not fun. Or four. <laughs> yeah, or four. So it's like, yeah, yeah so, it's, so even if it was going to be good, you spend hours worrying that it's not going to be good. You spend way more time than the time a good show lasts. So it's like it's a net unless you know it's probably going to be good. It is a net bad thing in your life. Oh yeah. And then you throw the pressure of doing a set on your own show. Yeah, in front of the comics you book. Yeah, Yeah, it's just like (laughs) you're you're constantly worried that this is going to be a very bad night Uh. from multiple directions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What I always wanted was just to be a cast member on a good show. Yeah, that's all I ever. In the beginning, that's what I wanted the most. That would be amazing. Just don't have to worry about any of that shit. Just, like, show up, have a set, and that's all you have to do. That's the best. Yeah, I was added to Colleen like that, and especially at the beginning, it was, it was like, Drago just brought, like, 100 basketball players, and I was just like, this is such a treat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Were they a good crowd? Yeah. I could imagine that they would be. Yeah. So, w- Will, do you miss that show? No, not at all. <laughs> you don't miss it. I thought you loved it. I liked go. I liked the after where we were satisfied. That it was over and it was a good show, <laughs> but like you said, but you kept trying to talk us into it. doing it. Yeah, yeah, you did not want to stand it. Yeah, that was wrong. I was wrong. About that. <laughs> <laughs> I see now. Yeah, it's a good thing that. that and you just talked good. about to us last week. Would you want to like start doing the show again? I'm just gauging interest. To, you know, like think about it down the road. All we have is Pradeep and Sharud. I know. I don't think we even have them anymore. I don't. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if they're just a figment of my imagination. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. They we, moved back. We got Rudy Schultz. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so, Rudy, when you listen to this later, you'll know who you are. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I will. Maybe I will. Have you ever listened to yourself on a podcast before? Yeah. Do you like it? I used to get immensely stressed about being on them and trying to be, like, funny enough to be entertaining. And I think that really, at least in my head, would, like, sink my ship. And I'd come out of there being like, I sucked. No one's ever going to want to have me on one of these things again. And that was true a couple of times. <laughs> but then there were other ones where it was like, oh, no, I did fine. And I would, like, listen back and be like, oh, okay. that No, people would enjoy this. Yeah, but you're also aware that you're mostly on podcasts that no one listens to. Oh, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. right. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're a significant percentage of our audience. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. You are probably, like, 8 or 9% of the audience. Which is what makes this, like, a little trippy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yoni Heisler is a super fan. Yeah? Yeah, shout out Yoni Heisler. 
I don't think I've ever met Yoni. He's Asla. an open micer. Does well, he? he's not an open okay. micer. He's featuring his zanies all week. Oh, wow. That's yeah. great. Yeah, that kind of changes. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows like, these him? things? Like pe- people, I feel like that's like common uh, talk amongst like comics under three years. Is like, what is a comedian? What is a comic? What yeah. is an open micer? And what does it mean to have money? <laughs> <laughs> well, no one knows the answer to that last part. <laughs> yeah. Especially, oh god. Especially if you talk to one of those people that's like all about the uh, fact that we changed away from like gold. You know, the gold standard. Yeah. Right. Oh, one of those Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Like types. it's all just numbers, man. <laughs> The gold standard theory existed long before Jordan Peterson came along. It's his thing now, I think. I don't think he's ever once mentioned the gold standard. I bet he likes it. He's like a libertarian, right? Maybe. Mm. What do you think about the gold standard? Do you know what the gold standard is? Yeah, I know what the, I know what basically everything is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Describe it to me. Gold standard? Describe it. <laughs> I do know what it yeah, is. Yeah, what does it taste <laughs> like, Max? They're saying like we want to have the a dollar backed by a certain amount of gold. Sure. Yeah. That's, That's a, to That's prevent inflation. It, yeah, yeah well, of course you know. <laughs> what a cunt you are. <laughs> <laughs> of course I know what it is. <laughs> Who says that to me? <laughs> you asked me to say what it is, and then I told you, and you said, of course I know. <laughs> That's basically what, it. You're like Henry the Fourth. Like, that's a bizarre thing. That's a bizarre way to conduct a conversation, Joe. Go fuck yourself. Man. Well, of course I know what it is. Peasant. I asked you. Yes. Rudy tagged my thing with a voice. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, yeah, you get to do that. I don't know. Do you like doing those? Uh, yeah. That's how I. It'd be yeah. really funny for if you. Hated <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would love wants me to do this thing, and I can't. It is say my it. deepest <laughs> misery. <laughs> what? I, I never know if it's like too annoying, especially because like you know sometimes I think I'll be like palling around, and I'm on a you know a, a, a wavelength with somebody, and that mm-hmm. they're having a good time with it, but then afterwards they'll like kind of dig into me about like oh yeah you always got to be doing those huh I'm like oh shit <laughs> no I was annoying just now I'm sorry <laughs> I bet they weren't annoyed. Yeah, they're probably just. It's empty strange inside that men to... are mean to each other. Kind of. Because we don't like it. Uh, you know, if it's done with... Sometimes I like no it. No teeth. There's a gay man. You, you do it a lot for some I time. do. <laughs> for sure. All the time. Yeah. I'm here. Well, I'm very nice. But uh, <laughs> there's a gay man who's mean to me at work, and I think we have a flirtation. But uh, he's very mean to me, and I really like it. Yeah. So um, what other times you don't like it? Like when Jason Melton is mean to me. That okay. hurts my feelings. Is he mean to you on a regular basis? No. Oh, okay. He just has been? Yeah, like twice. <laughs> but they really <laughs> stuck in there. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it. I can understand that. That's just the way. That's just the way dudes are, man. Yeah. But isn't that odd? Well, it's it's odd because you, uh, you know, it really gets under your skin and feels bad if it's clearly uh, intention to be negative. Yeah. But if it's just palling around and you're truly mean, but you know. Sometimes no the palling around, it. I think, can can hurt me. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And it, can, it can go too far. Yeah, yeah for sure. sure. Often, but I think it's it's. Test- <laughs> I know how to navigate it. You're testing each other. Uh, yeah, but why? Yeah. I mean, there must be. I, I assume that there is a like an anthropological yeah. reason. Right. Well, Jordan Peterson would say, "Hey, fuck off, you <laughs> uh, racist." Hey, you got me. Every Jordan Peterson. Guy's <laughs> <a racist>. <laughs> <laughs> He would say that it's men testing each other so that they know that they could trust one another. Well, that it sounds like there's a lot of equity point. in that statement. Okay. <laughs> you got me. I don't know why I'm, why I'm referencing something he talks about. Like there's no way that's going to work. <laughs> it's like a thing he sometimes says well, he doesn't like. I've been thinking, uh, I've been, this is something I've been talking to myself a lot about. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he said? No, no that's what oh, that's this said. Idea, this idea. Idea. Him yeah, and his okay. girlfriend, or this me idea. and his girlfriend, are the only people he speaks with. <laughs> Well, I talk to Rudy sometimes. <laughs> I butt in there. <laughs> but, like, the barriers that, like, women experience going to, like, male-dominated fields where they'll feel, like, excluded, yeah. I think some of that is definitely men trying to scare women away, but some of it is just men trying to socialize with them the way they would other guys. Oh, yeah. Which is by giving them a hard time. Yeah. And it's not because they're like, fuck you, woman. It's just like, hey, this is how I know how to bond with someone and initiate them into the group. Yeah. You and be I like, think Look at you and your stupid boobs. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what you got to do. Yeah, that one will really go over well. <laughs> no, they actually hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is stupid because their boobs are stupid. <laughs> Man, if your thoughts are as dumb as your boobs, you probably can't read. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, ah, it's fun. It's yeah, fun. I still want to touch him. 
Of course. <laughs> you're very forward thinking that way. I'm actually not that into. Yeah, you're boobs. not a boob guy. You no. like flat chested boys. Yeah. <laughs> flat chested guys? Uh, yeah. Okay. And, it, and it's been, it's actually been incredibly convenient because men tend to have really flat Flat chests, yeah. 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 Mm hmm. Yeah, so it's um, not so much Joe these days. Just been like a kid in a candy store. I just, you know, you're shaping up here. All right, thanks, no? man. Yeah, the Joe, thought, Joe thought you were going to tell him that you were fat. No, oh, I don't think he would. Not Rudy would say that. Rudy's too sweet of a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I I've always had a real uh, hard time with being mean in the appropriate way. Yeah, were you're you, never. Were you always that way? Man, that's a good question. Yeah, probably. Well, because what I was okay. This is the backstory I assumed with you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because yeah, give it to me. I, because every time I've talked about suicide, you're like very adamant, like do not do that. Oh yeah. That you knew someone who killed themselves. Yeah, that's true. And so before that, that that was a moment where you're like, I'm gonna change the way I interact with people. Man, maybe a bit. I don't think so. But uh, yeah, the friend that I had, they took his own life. There were definitely times when I wasn't super nice to him, but it wasn't. Um, he definitely had friends that like gave him a hard time in like a friendly way that I think maybe went south. Um, and maybe that's unfair for me to say. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I don't. We didn't have that relationship in particular, but there were definitely times like I wasn't super nice to him, <laughs> and like, but not in like a, you know, I wasn't picking on him, but like he lent me his copy of StarCraft. Sure. And I had it installed, mm -hmm. and oh god, I feel like such a dick. I think I still have it, but uh, you need that CD key. Well, so there was that, and then like, cause I had like a, I think I was playing it on a Mac or something, mm -hmm. and I needed the physical disc yeah. to play it, and I was still playing it, and he was, but he was like, hey, you mind giving me the? If the you don't give it back, back to me, I'm gonna kill myself. N well, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, holy shit. But I, I, I didn't, and I just... <laughs> and he killed I well, and that's true. <laughs> but I sent him, like, this thing. I was like, you got a PC, so you can, like, just do yeah. these little steps and install this thing, and, like, you'll be able to play it, and I'll still be able to play it. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't, like, say it in a nice way. I was just like, hey, here's this. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it really got him down. And it really <laughs> sucked uh, after the fact. But, you know, it's just like stuff like that. Or, like, I disagree with him, but, like, not in, like, a good-natured or friendly way. And I, I think I definitely took a step back and, like, looked at the way that I, you know, talk to people. But I still get in awful disagreements with people over, like, minor shit all the time. <laughs> all right. Because I've never yeah. experienced you, like, being remotely confrontational. And it's maybe it's just because that's what you are with me. That could be. I've never, I had, like a, I've never had a minor infraction with you. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not huge on confrontation at all. I'd rather just keep... Oh, you should Keep talk to rolling. Pat about this. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, not, yeah, sure. I'm not big about confrontation either, but I will, like, get into them and want to find a way. Or I'll just, like, have an interaction with someone where it feels like, like, you're going to say that to fucking me? Like, I do uh, that in my head. Yeah. I, th that never occurs with you. Happens no, with Joe literally all the time because he's, like, <laughs> well, he's, like, not as good a person. But, uh, um, <laughs> I think Joe's great. I think you guys are, you guys are both doing great. it right now. Yeah. Everybody get along. <laughs> yeah, you. I don't, it's interesting because especially on on this podcast, there's like an impish, uh, dark, evil side of you that comes out way more. And I think it's it's in the it's in the name of like being more entertaining. And I think it's true. Was well, my interaction with Joe because Joe thinks that I'm like the most confident, like gregarious, like sort of evil guy. And I always tell him like, no, that's just how I am around you. Yeah, right. It's because you, you've seen me, like, running Andorcas, and I'm a totally different person. Oh, yeah. Or even just, like, you and I talking. Yeah. I feel like you are a little more, like, calm and less chaotic. Mm -hmm. But then I listen to this thing, and it's like, oh, mm -hmm. oh there's a whole different side to Max. <laughs> but then I think he also brings a different side sure. of you, well, Joe, I try to keep I never up a little bit. That's when we yeah, learn about right. Joe's yeah. homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I learned about it, too. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's wild. It's crazy. <laughs> Too wild and crazy. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Wait, what was You're that? Right. You do you even know, Max? You don't even know what that is. Hey, lay off for a second, Joe. <laughs> you've, so been a, you've been a little rough. You're six years younger than me in so many ways. <laughs> you no, you're like you're like nine years older than me. Okay. <laughs> is that true? Six years. He okay, just yeah, he just turned twenty nine yesterday. Joe gets his numbers mixed up. But uh, what is the thing you're referencing? He he referenced two wild and crazy guys, which yeah. is an SNL skit from the seventies. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. I also don't really know that much about old stuff. The old stuff was 
pretty much the title of the skit would be a line in it that would get repeated like eight times. I and like that. That was good enough. That for was Steve Martin and Dan Aykroyd. That's yeah. that's good enough for me. I like. I love <laughs> that. Like I went back and watched some of the '90s ones recently. I can't remember which ones I watched. Like, like Opera Man. No, I don't even know if I know Opera Man. Opera Man was a character Sandler did on Weekend Update. Okay, he had like oh, two or three. I, you of know those. what? I kind of yeah. remember that from VH1. Oh, it was um, it was you like it to juice. It was those guys. Yeah, and then it was making copies. Oh, that and was I, my favorite thing when I was a kid. Oh yeah, that it's was a, my favorite sketch. That's so funny. But then I went back and watched them, and it's pretty much the. Oh, I'm sure joke. it's terrible, but yeah, it's the whole thing over and over again. Yeah, the joke is just them making saying co- those thing. things. Yeah. There's pretty much no other joke. Then just the character saying the phrase like ad nauseum for yeah. four to eight minutes, mm-hmm. and I was like astounded. I was like, "Wow!" So people like this, and that's why everyone always just says what it is because that's what the skit was. was There's the nothing sim- else. Yeah, in that's there. how simple things were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a silly way to say something, huh? Did you ever, Max? Do you have like an SNL phase? No, never. Because it was like a thing when I was growing up. Oh yeah. No, I I never watched SNL. It was never like a thing for your generation. No, and my my grandpa was like, um, he's friends with the guy who did like the intro, the, you know that guy, the voice. Live, live, yeah. Oh yeah. Live, I'm gay. Forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> he recently passed. Yeah, yeah, he did. So my yeah. grandpa was when we would visit New York, he'd always be like, "You can go see SNL," and I'd always be like, "Fuck off, Gramps." Jesus. I don't watch that <laughs> bullshit. Oh, you just watch Splash again. I watch cartoons. <laughs> Man, you missed out. I'm trying to watch. Well, you could have gone to a live taping. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I never went. Now I wish I would have went. Yeah. 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 But at the time, Don I was like, Pardo, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate right. it. Yeah. yeah. He was a broadcaster. That was back when like, Will Ferrell years. was on, probably, right? Um. Yeah, that would have been... I was 12 in 2000, I believe. So it was probably around that time. Yeah. Man, that was like a kind of a golden era. Well, that was like Will Ferrell was like the thing then. Yeah. And he, he had was incredible tips. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I bet he did. Isn't that so strange? Yeah. And that was just like a regular way. Yeah. I was just like, oh, he's like a funny, chill guy. Of course he has frosted tips. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to look at like, uh, I always thought in the 2000 era, like, oh, kind of every fashion is represented now. Mm-hmm. We're kind of out of that. But you look and it that's not true not. at all. Yeah, it was. Well, it's, it's have really, you seen the way pe- dudes cut their look. hair? Yeah, right. Like that's not at all how the way cut, dudes cut their hair twenty years ago. They're right. Well, it's really yeah. strange. But you because we have uh, we have precise memories of those times. You don't realize that things have changed. So like when Lady Bird came out, it's a period piece about two thousand two. Oh no shit! Yeah. I still gotta see. It's it. It's a really good awesome. movie, but yeah. like. It looks old, but the, it's depicting 2002 accurately, and they look totally different than we do. Oh, yeah. And it, and you see it, and it makes you nostalgic, and it's like the first time that something is like try, giving like a really straight take on this time that you were very aware for, and it's bizarre. Oh, yeah. I bet. God, yeah, I really want to watch that. Because well, it's, <laughs> it's a time you weren't paying attention to at the time, but looking back on it, you can see what you missed. Well, yeah, yeah. Or I mean, yeah. you just—I just didn't see because the, the like fashions and styles changed so slowly. You just assume that like, oh, well, after '98, we kind of just figured out the way people are going to yeah, dress. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah we yeah, that's just how it is. And then you just time passes so slow mm-hmm. that you don't realize twenty years go by, and it's like, oh, people are different. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, well they put. Do different things. <laughs> Stop <laughs> laughing, Will. <laughs> Enough of you. This isn't a comedy. Enough. Pilot. <laughs> Please give me another beer. <laughs> yeah, Max, are you are you back to thinking you have a drinking problem now? Yeah. Are you okay with that? What? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. How much are you drinking? Or I guess when? And is it affecting your fucking? Uh, uh, for those of you who can't work. see, Max has put his uh, his hands about two feet apart from one another. Yeah, to like, indicate like how much this, he's drinking. This much. <laughs> but there was also a really great face that went along with the gesture. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of like fuck. This much, man. Uh, I mean, I drink every day. I mean, <laughs> okay. I don't want to talk much about this, but just something like okay. last week, I've been seeing a girl who's sober, and oh. I, I went into it being like, um, I don't think I'm going to drink, but I have. Okay. Um, but not with them, but like either before or after I leave, I'll drink. Uh, and that makes me feel bad. I don't think it's, well, eh. I mean, I don't. Uh, but like drinking every day, like that's that's a bad sign, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I very be. rarely get drunk. I think I'm, I, do you want some of this, Rudy? Sure. This is really good. I'll check it out, whatever um, it is. But like, what do you think a doctor would say is a good amount to drink? Oh, shit. <laughs> 
What um, a very small. It's like two to three times. Like, a, it's like two to three drinks a week. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Like I went to the doctor like and they, they asked me. They asked me how. Oh, sh- well, I didn't pour this properly. Oh, um, you're completely <laughs> fine. Don't worry about it. That's funny. Um, Spring pale. I um, I went to a doctor one time. And they asked me how much I drank, and I was like, "Not that much. Like, it's not really an issue." And they're like, "Yeah, but like, how many drinks?" Uh, and I was like, That's "Well, I usually have like, I feel like I have like, on average, two a day." And they're like. Whoa! Yeah, exactly. That's a lot, mm-hmm. and it, it yeah. kind of shook me. But maybe my doctor was a bitch. Yeah, you probably just got a bad one. Yeah, I th- I've always heard like eight to ten times, a, like eight to ten drinks a week is acceptable. But anything you can get below that is real good. Yeah, unless like you know, if you're having like a half a glass of wine a week just to help your blood pressure out or so i forget there's some benefits in there yeah. with like one glass of red wine or something like that yeah, yeah. antioxidants do you drink a blood lot pressure and whatnot uh i don't know about a lot i definitely drink but uh you know i wouldn't say to excess too often yeah I th- well and that's something that i think a lot of people maybe it's weird because i love booze and i love alcohol and uh well because you mix Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been doing that as much lately, but yeah, I used to. Yeah, I used to make drinks all the time. Do you not do that anymore? A bit, but yeah, not as much. Cause like you, you're the reason I'm into egg whites. Oh hell yeah, dude! <laughs> you know, yeah. Joe and I go out to eat and we get cocktails. He just gets literally. He gets whatever has egg whites. I mean, and if they make them right, and I think I'm sure you've seen some. You've been to some places where they. They like don't know how to do it right, and then like it comes out like egg drop soup because they didn't. That shake hasn't it that hasn't happened yet because we go oh, to like good. nicer places. Okay, the, at, <laughs> but I feel like I found a cheat code. Oh yeah. Just oh like, yeah. Yeah, just like yeah, whatever it is, egg white is probably gonna be a good one. Yeah, they're always like uh, yeah. Because well, I went to your birthday party. Well, this is like four or five years ago. Yeah, it was a whiskey it, sour, right? It was it was either whiskey or emerald or sour. I asked for. Oh, I think yeah. Yeah, and you made one. With, you made one with the, with egg white. I'm like, I never seen that before. I'm like, this is amazing. Oh, dude, and that that recipe in particular, I think I got from uh, Jeffrey Morgenthaler's uh, blog, and it's so like uh, emerald on its own doesn't exactly have the balls to stand up to being like shaken like fuck like mm-hmm. that because you really gotta shake the hell out of a drink that's got egg white in it to get it like all emulsified in there. So you do uh, like most of the portion of amaretto, but then if you throw like bourbon in there, it kind of mixes into the amaretto and helps like give it a sharper edge to stand up to all that like punishing shaking with the, because you dry shake it and then you shake it with the ice. But yeah, it comes out super like creamy and oh my God, I think I even put some like uh, like cherry bitters in there because like cherry and... Amaretto go really well together. I, I, think I was blown. I was blown away by, by that by that drink. Thanks. That's the, yeah. that's the reason. That's this. the reason I order egg whites. Like I only order egg white cocktails. Not only, but like primarily. I remember the look on your face and your reaction. It made yeah. me feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> it should have. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome, man. Movement yeah. It was really cool. Also, incredibly hard to impress with food. Yeah. Or just okay. like culinary. Yeah. Impress in general. Oh sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, that that there's I know. been like probably like. I mean, I've gone to more nice restaurants with Noodleman than anyone in my life, other than my parents. Oh, sure. But Noodleman's number two. Uh, what oh, the yeah. fuck? You've been to more with your parents? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's... You fucking old. I'm a little offended. You it try. might not even be true. Do you know how much money I've spent on this friendship? <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> but there's been, like, there's been, like, what, like, three or four times where you're, like, that was... Like, just to see him, like, smile. Yeah. Usually he's like, no, it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. He's just, like, humoring you. And like I'll be freaking out. It's like I just came, Noodleman. At least yeah. hold my hand. And he's like, No, I, I like I like the way they they put sauce on the bread. That does sound like me. <laughs> it's the way yeah, I assume like noodle. they're all like baseline really good, but like some of it stands out as special. Those yeah. are the ones I'm interested in. Yeah. And, and generally the ones that you like, I'm like losing my yeah, shit over. Like I'm on yeah, because I got great taste. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember you were like, wow. And I was like, I've never fucking heard you say wow before. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. No. I don't know that I've ever seen you enjoy stand-up. Like someone else's stand-up? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I've never seen you enjoy your own? I thought, well, you, it could have meant like doing stand-up in general. Oh. But like, th- what? Yeah, th- the too. first time I saw Stuart Huff, I was like blown away. Right. Uh, I've been blown away by Dwayne. Yeah. Uh, but oh, that's sure. A, that's about it. Uh, that's there are times it was like, Drew's I re- blown away, right? Yeah, the first few times I saw Drew when I first started. 
It's uh, kind of like watching a magic act. Or it, yeah, it probably still it is. It should be. The last time that I saw, well, I don't even know if we need. <laughs> like I loved it when I saw <laughs> like uh, Regan uh, Burr was really good. One of the two times. The second time I saw a tell. The first time I saw a tell, he was amazing. The second time, Danny did better. Wow. Danny, fe- Danny featured for him both times. That was Danny's an amazing. That was an amazing first show I saw with Attell. It was Junior, Danny, and Attell. Holy and it went shit! Kill, kill. I'm like, Danny, I'm, I'm watching Danny. I'm like, he's gonna do better than Attell. And then Attell had the best set of stand up I'd ever seen anyone have. I've never laughed harder than at that show. Fuck yeah! And then the second time, like two years later, went like it was the same lineup except Natalie hosting instead of uh, Junior. Okay. And Danny murdered, and then Attell uh, just like it's like he lost a step. Huh. Fuck. It could have just been it was the late show and he was just drunk. Yeah, but there's a, and there's so much shit that can play into that. <laughs> For sure, uh, a lot of new comics don't know who Danny is. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I want to talk to him. That's because like sad. a lot of people have no, would have no idea who he I is. I watched the clip like today and I was like, God, this is like, I can't believe people don't know this. Yeah, what was it from? It was just like some um, some uh, Kilgallen made this post uh, about Louis C.K. where he's like. Uh, Louis C.K. came back before Callis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. I mean, in comparing them, is sort of weird. But uh, I mean, it the is, only comparison is that they both like... were gone. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely an element of it. Like, well, Danny didn't fucking. <laughs> I think Danny's coming back. I just don't know when. When I talked to him I at CYSK, so, he's like, man. "I was this close to coming back like two weeks ago." Yeah. Fuck. He's he's living. He just moved to a place like in my neighborhood. So I want to like hang out with him and talk to him about it. And yeah. I want to get him on here. Get him back. Yeah, in. yeah he'd be great on here. He, it's, cr- I don't know if you guys have ever listened to that, uh, Comedians You Should Know album. Yeah, I did I when, I first, when I first yeah. started, yeah. It's crazy to hear, not only just because, like, those guys are so different from their sets on that album, but, mm-hmm. like, when you listen to it, you can hear Danny being nervous and being a little more, like, messy about it than he is now. He, like, stutters a bunch, and he's, like, trying to get through it. Which is crazy, because, like, he's so much more, like, polished and time-tested now. And, but then, like, even still, all those differences, like, and him being so early into it compared to where he is now. Sure. That fluffernutter joke is, like, unbefucking fucking I think of that, like, every two months. It's so good. And it's so funny and just, like, pure. And we were talking about... Uh, Syntax in the car. Oh my like, god, he's like brilliant. Oh, like so good at this. He's like, there's particular. like no one, there's very few people I am more interested in hearing set up jokes than him. Yeah. Like I was listening to this clip, like Brian Morton posted a clip of him in that Kilgallen thread, and he, he was doing this thing where he's like, so like, I'm looking at a lot of you guys here, a lot of you guys think you, you know, you're probably, probably doing a little bit better than me. Like I can tell a lot of you guys in the crowd have cars. <laughs> Probably got email addresses. Yeah. I get it. You think you're better than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he hasn't even really punched yet, yeah. but it's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. And then, even at the beginning of that Fluffernutter thing, he's like, y'all ever eat food up in this motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yeah. You I got- just love him, and I love watching him. It's, like, heartbreaking to know that like that voice and that guy that he is just isn't floating around in these new people's heads. I don't know. Like, what's the thing now? I guess it's McMahon. Oh sure. Well, I mean, you got to be. McMahon. You keep talking about like there is no th- there is no semblance of a scene anymore. Yeah, and it I probably depends dissolved. on. Max doesn't think there's like a scene at all the way like it was when we started. No, yeah, I that's don't. true. It's shifted. It's mul- it's way more multifaceted. And even asking like. Who is something that could be considered like the the main thing or like the top person or whatever? I think it's very fragmented and totally depends on like style and preference. Well, is there even like because when, when I started, was. there was like a cadre, like a, a tier of people where you're like, oh, that's the top five or top mm-hmm. ten or whatever. That's gone. Mm-hmm. Of like, these are the best. If you run a yeah. weekly now, I bet it's even worse now. But like within the last like four months, I was running weeklies. Um. It's hard to get a good headliner every week. Oh, yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Three years ago, there was a surplus. There was, yeah. But there was also way less comics. Yeah. More people are doing stand-up now. Yeah. And fewer people are good. Yeah. What the fuck happened? That's just true. That influx of people, I think. But do you think that made... 
I would think that the more people do stand up, the more people will be good at it. And it seems as if the opposite has happened. I think what, as more it. people do it, there are fewer great people. And it blows my mind. Well, it's because I, I mean, I'm pretty sure your argument is because quality is being rewarded less than it used to be. I think so, yeah. Like, it's not important. I think it's, I think it's a Trump thing. We talked about this yeah. a lot. How so? Because What's I think connection? that I think that the reaction, well, okay, I think there's a few things. The other thing, I'll just say this before the Trump thing, is that like I remember when I started reading those like Comedy of Chicago articles, yeah. and I would and I would hear re- read one from Danny Callis that said like when we started CYSK, we didn't book friends. Yeah, we we don't care. we lost friends over CYSK because we only booked the very best people, and I think that that and that influenced me. That's how I book shows. Oh yeah, and it and it, it like it is hard to do that. Oh yeah, but it's like that's just what you try to do. Well, there are uh, so many things like they, you know, you see in your friends with somebody, and you know who's smart about it because there are certain things where it's like, oh, you know, there's like I know that there are for all of my level of like skill or talent, I definitely know that there are so many people. That should be doing, you know, X show before I do. And if I see myself get, like, skipped up in the line or whatever, that I have in my own head. I'm right, like, everyone has their own. That's part of the problem is everyone yeah. has their own line. Yeah. Um, so, but I do think that that has changed. Like, I think that now people start new shows and they're like, let's just have our buddies on. And that's a reasonable thing. Sure. I think that unless you, you really think about it, unless you really treat stand-up like this, like, craft the, like this like guild uh, the, <laughs> yeah that's right. how i used to think about yeah it. i mean that always um, happened where people booked their friends but they only booked them they didn't book the whole lineup of their friends it was like i think it used one to be more was their friend it used to be more frowned upon than it is now yeah like now people start a new show and they will put up like an, an approachable headliner and they'll put up just like a cast of the people they hang out with yeah that's very common that's new the other thing is and i think that this is probably more pervasive is i think it's a trump thing I think that after Trump got elected, people got so, so upset and got so, I mean, this is like so trite to talk about, but they got like so PC, so reactionary that they're like, we, like lineups need to be like uh, 50% female. They need to be like super diverse. They need to be because fuck all this. Like the, 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 the political climate is terrible. We got to address that. And like it happened. Yeah, I could see that. And I think what happened is like like there's people that are that are doing spots that they just do not deserve. They're given them and no one gets a spot and thinks that they got it for any other reason than their own merit. So what happens is sure. people are lauded as being like the next great new comics when they can't even really do stand-up comedy at all. Uh, and then there are people like I the guy I always think of is Patrick Bolduck. Do you know him? No. So he's he's like regretfully an open micer, but like I th- I would not want to follow this guy. Okay. But he's just some he's just some fucking quiet white dude who writes like he's incredibly prolific, writes like really powerful like David Tell like jokes, uh. and just like bangs them out. And like if you put him on camp or something, he's gonna steal the show. But sure. like no one gives a fuck about him. Man. People don't even know who he is. And then it's like, and I won't name anyone who's like the opposite of that. But like, fuck. <laughs> They, yeah. they, there are those people, and sure. they are not. They are not getting better, and they're robbed of the opportunity to get better because they are given so much reward that they just they they are given this illusion to live in and to 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 to. You feel pretend. like people don't have to scrape as much. Well, it's no. like when when Lodge was looking for new cast members. What they were tell what. Oh yeah, this is a, this is a yeah. So my buddy Terrence was running Lodge. Probably doesn't want people to know this, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> And they were they were booking new cast members, and they're like, yeah. "Well, we're gonna get Drago." Uh, yeah. And then, other than that, we want diverse voices. L- this is the quote: "The lowest rung on the ladder is how funny they are." Oh wow! So that is wild. I because it used to be the exact opposite. It used yeah. to be the most important thing is are they funny? After that, we'll try to be diverse. I feel and and like... it was so it was so certain. It was like, of course, Man. it should be how funny they are. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? And that's what are we doing if not that? What Definitely, you should. I feel uh, absolutely certain that you should always have in mind to put diverse voices in anything that you're doing and like yeah i don't think anybody is against the idea of diversity yeah but it should be like a bit of minimum level of competence first yeah but then also to like to openly say like yeah 
And, and there's something to be said for, you know, bringing some new people on and giving them a space to grow and, like, oh, learn yeah. and cut their teeth in, like, a real good show. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, yeah, like, how many people maybe fit both of those or, you know, the if you're looking at it, like, you know, little, little video game health bars, you know, they're, like, 50% on the diversity scale and 50% on the funny scale. Yeah. To just jack the one up, that seems like... A little wild. See, I feel like the in the time that I've been around, I'm sure yeah. it wasn't always this way, but in the time that I've been around, like every show I've ever, I've been producing shows basically since I started, and there's yeah. always been, there's always been the talk about like, and it's it's weird to say, but there's always been the like the like the quotas, like we got to get these people on. Oh sure, and, we, and we're doing it because we think it's right. Yeah, and we're committed to that. Yeah, and I think after Trump was elected, it's like we were driving a, that car, and then someone just gave us like a whole bunch of like nitrous. And then gave the driver crack cocaine. Uh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think I don't – I mean, I agree it accelerated it, but it was heading that way anyway. I mean, yeah. like the charts of how many women are on each show had started well before Trump was in office. Out well before the election, even even the, the campaign season started. It would be interesting to see if Meredith made those charts this year. Sure, but I'm saying they existed before this hell happened. Yeah. So we yeah. were clearly heading that way, and I think it's a mixture of the election, the fact that we were heading that way, and then – no one runs their show like new comics don't even think to run their shows based on how good you are and so you don't have mid low to mid level shows as like you've talked about it as like the latter whereas before in the like oh, sure, when i yeah, started yeah. it was like one of the first rungs was stand up stand up yeah like you get the show it's not a great show it feels like it's a thing because they book good comics but it's usually a bad show that i mean you were part so of it good. yeah but that's crazy to hear and like they used to be a show you cared about getting yeah and now it's like what shows do that people care exist. about getting there's no indie ladder anymore yeah well and that's wild too to hear that that was like the perception for anybody because like as someone who's part of it i was like <laughs> this well and i've been in my share of shit shows there but i think at least for me being there like week after week mm-hmm. it was way more of like a 50 50 oh yeah i'm sure i know there were sometimes yeah. good shows oh tons but like the one time i did it there were seven people there yeah but it felt that like happened a lot but it was a lot of like why the fuck have i not done this show yet and like it was yeah. a lot of that like that's you one of those first it. rungs you, on well, the ladder i, I you saw cared it was like a second it. rung like i saw there was like shitty like like kick punch was below stand-up stand-up yeah which to me maybe when kick punch started would have made sense but, but by the, the end, end of it, it, it was, was a much better show unbelievable it was yeah. so good well kick punch was really good at the end of it but i do i still think it was less prestigious yeah than but that's Santa. crazy because yeah. it was Santa so was fucking good better. kick punch became very yeah. very good but like nothing's like that anymore nothing's no. like you get x show then y show then z show and then it unlocks this other tier for you and, yeah. and not only is it not like that i think like comics that started like two years after me mm-hmm. Don't even have that concept in their head. They're just like, I don't know. Like, you just, I, I don't know. Is you, you go to an open mic and hopefully you get booked and like maybe I'll start a show at the Laugh Factory because everybody does that. Yeah. And <laughs> which um, is like insane. And I, I, I just feel like totally what I, I just feel like the, the only thing if I if I had started two years after me after I did or four years after I did I would just be like, um, I guess um, I hope. I do wet cash in the Laugh Factory, like <laughs> yeah. It's just it's bizarre now. And wet cash is awesome. And and Lincoln Lodge books like wet cash is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's just weird. Something's weird. It it has and it's to me it feels. It, I, I just don't think it's Trump because I don't think it's going back. I think it's heading this way until maybe. until it implodes on itself. And because what I thought might happen is uh, shows will get so bad because the comic booking will get so bad that people will stop going. But I don't know if that's what's going to happen. I don't think that is happening. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it is happening. I at think all. people always say yes to like free stand up. Yeah, well, sure. It's kind of insane. I think people just like if they're going to like live performances, they're going to like it. So long yeah. as it doesn't offend them and get, make them go, what the fuck is this? Or disappoint them to the degree where they're like, I cannot believe I spent my time yeah, exactly. doing this. Which so, some, sometimes, I'm sure Sometimes happens. absolutely happens. Like, that was <laughs> yeah. the problem with The Whip. Oh, is yeah. The Whip, lo- like, mm-hmm. but it was weird is, like, the scene is doing what The Whip was doing. The Whip was putting up people they wanted to give stage time to, and yeah. then they would book a good headliner. That was yeah. pretty much their formula. Yeah. And it was, like, bad show after bad show, because how can you keep up? They were charging 15 bucks for tickets. Yeah. You charge 15 bucks. This better be a good fucking show. Yeah. 
And it was just like, this is four bad comics and one good one. But by the time the good one goes up, we're not having fun anymore. Yeah. And so the whip struggled for years. You had a great set it. at the whip the one time that uh, that I saw you do it there. I think, I don't know if I caught you in another show there after that, but that first yeah, one. Yeah, the first one. You got me on with Timmy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, dude. That was one of the first shows I got to do was because of you. No shit. <clears throat> yeah, that was way, like, that was in the first two and a half years where no one would book me at all. You were funny, though. Which, yeah, well, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no one believed I just uh, be no one believed I was any, your head no one believed I was any good. But like you would hang out with me at Mike's and yeah. you were tight with Timmy. Yeah. And I don't th- even think I asked you. Be like, I'm going to talk to Timmy for you. Yeah. N- and no, then, not and then, at all. And then like one or two days later, that he's like, Do you want to do uh, Make Yourself at Home at the Whip? Which was like a bad show at the Whip. Yeah. It but was. it was just. I mean, it was something. Yeah. And. It, I remember he just picked me up from the L to go do the show, and uh, he said something like, uh, you know... Because uh, someone dropped out. Yeah, who should we get? And he said somebody else, uh, specifically because he wanted someone who had like some hip scene kind of cred or something. Sure. And I was like, we could totally like invite that, because it was someone who was real funny. But then uh, I was like, well, what about Joe? And he was like, oh, yeah, Joe's funny for sure. And he just gave you a call. or, sure. or well, Tim, well, Timmy's a super nice guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. totally, yeah. Yeah, Timmy's great. Tim, and, yeah, Timmy was so nice and so welcoming, like, you know, Is he, when I started. He's done, right? With stand-up, yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. he's having a rough time. Yeah, he is having a rough time. Well, I, I, yeah, I feel bad. I should personal stuff, him yeah. up. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, him and, yeah. Jess. Yeah. Jess split up, yeah. That was crazy. She works at Kuma's. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think it's probably a pretty good job. Yeah, probably um, pretty good. You sell beer, expensive burgers, <laughs> yeah, crazy sure that, turnover. Yeah, and I'm sure people like spending money there. Yeah. Yeah. The the band that I'm in, uh, Thieves, we put out a, a split with this band called The Ox King. And uh, a bunch of us know, I think a bunch of people collectively that work at Kuma's. And I think we were talking with someone about like, having a like a burger of the month because mm-hmm. they do that all the time yeah. with like yeah. local bands so we were like talking to people about doing a burger of the month but for like for the album release but there are two bands so it, <laughs> there's no way to like oh you two Ox burgers of the month split your burger. and it wasn't anything like that it, it oh god i'm mm-hmm. so glad that it didn't happen because i wouldn't have been able to tell anyone out about mm-hmm. it for shame okay because it was going to be the ox king burger with Thieves cheese. <laughs> you got to be part of your own burger. Yeah. There's just no way. You're, you're the fat. <laughs> I mean, there, there's something weird about Kuma's where it's like you're a heavy metal burger place. Yeah, right. Like, what? what is that? This is weird. I don't know. People I've got. I love it there. I'm. Yeah. I always disliked it, and recently I'm getting more into it. Yeah, but you don't, still don't like place. the burgers. I yeah, I don't like the burgers there. I like the chicken. I like the vibe a lot. The vibe is good. I really like hanging there. I know you don't. Well, I hated the smell and the sweat. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. I that that's part of it for me. I just I think it's like that. cool. I was just like, we were there on Monday. And I'm like, I can't wait to get out of here. Like, <laughs> I was sweating while I was eating, and it smelled bad. But I just remember. Like, I bet in the winter it's great. The time I was there before yeah, that is when I was like real upset about Malky, and I just went there with Pat, and I was just like, "This is right. <laughs> this is like the place I want to eat." Like some dude howling in the background. And you're like, "Yes." Yeah, I just liked like yelling Neat. at Pat about my, how I was upset <laughs> and um, uh, having like drinking like craft beer and having like fried food. Like it just felt really cool to me, and yeah. it, I was like, "I like Kumas." <laughs> yeah. Although I, I do not care for the way they do burgers. Yeah, Max likes those burgers. big fat. Yeah, I le- I'm way more a fan of like, like the, the skinny. The, yeah, like yeah. a pancake. Yeah. But then, um, I yeah, I liked the uh, what did they? They had a ghost one for a while with a like, communion wafer on it, and that was delicious because <laughs> they put goat on top of it, like a goat red wine meat. reduction. Yeah, goat meat. I love huh. goat meat. I love goat. Oh, we gotta and go to lamb and goza. Oh yeah, I would love that. The goatatorium. Yeah, the goatatorium. <laughs> the goatatorium. Or the goateria? That's what I was trying to do. But yeah. Max said it doesn't, t- the syntax isn't as good. As goatatorium. <laughs> yeah. I said goateria. I said goateria. So sad. Yeah. Well, apparently I don't have good syntax, and this is just how I'm finding it out. It was about still it. good. Well, apparently, well, Max gave me shit about it while it was just him and me in the car. 
<laughs> I still like Torium still better, does. but well, yeah. Why is the M better? Is Quip good down? What are you looking at, Max? I uh, know Beer Razor goes to close at seven. Sorry. Uh, oh yeah, I remember you were talking about it on here. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds amazing, dude. It's. I mean, especially if you like goat. I love goat. It. Yeah, is, goat and lamb. Okay, yeah, big fan. I love yeah. lamb too. I haven't had a lot of experience with goat. This place. Okay, so this place just does goat. Yeah. And they do, they do it. It's beer, yeah, so it's barbecue goat. Yeah. Just listen to the podcast. <laughs> Have I talked about it on the podcast? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, you know. You but. gave, like, the, the rundown of the okay. type of place well, it is. Then, and then this and they people <laughs> early and wait. And All blah, I blah, think blah. is, I think that you could serve this food at Alinea. Yeah, right. And that, yeah, and that's the point that you made, and I think that's probably <laughs> exactly true. <laughs> God, that's weird. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> and I listen to it, and then as a listener, I'm able to. Just well, you know what's strange? Like, uh, uh, like I text. This is like buying a comics album and then seeing them on stage and then doing the same jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what exactly what this much is. Much like. But then <laughs> being like, "Hey, you already told that. You all know it. I text you a new one. Probably like once every two weeks, I'll text with Terrence, and sometimes I'll tell him something about my life, and he'll be like, "Yeah, dude, I know." <laughs> And I'll be like, wait, but are, are we still friends? Like, like that's because that's literally the only thing that's part of being friends with me is that I'm going to go tell you things. yell the things that happened to me in the last week at you. And if you already know, then I don't know what else. I have no other recourse. Yeah, once a week, Max texts me like, noodles, let's get dinner. I have things I want to yell at you. Yeah, you're big on saying that you yell the stuff, but I don't think you're a big yeller conversationally. Mm, I feel like going. that's maybe the way that <laughs> Well, on here you yell all the time. <laughs> Maybe it's the only way you, you just don't funny. yell around me. That's possible. I just I feel like there's something. I think it's simultaneously rude and maybe kind of charming to about just how spit like, a bunch of well, like I my friends, yeah. I just tell them in excruciating detail every single thing that happens to me. Oh wow! And well, I say I do this, a little bit of that too. I say the same thing to I'm different people. Like I beat out the stories, oh. and then I have like three things I have every week, and everyone I see, I will tell each of those three things. Have you thought about That's if you good, uh, prepared your stand-up as much as you prepared your conversations, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be farther in life? <laughs> but that's the trick, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is what you should do. Yeah. But the, you know, the stand-up stuff doesn't come as readily as the conversation. Oh, it's not as fun to do stand-up as it is to talk to people. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I do yeah. think that. I <laughs> prefer just talking to someone over lunch. Sure. Oh, sure. Well, and that, I mean, you know, you boil down some of the most successful comedians in the world to, like, the way that they feel and sound to an audience member. And it is the feeling of someone very funny just talking, just talking, talking to yeah. you over lunch. Well, it's like if you've ever had a conversation with Josh Johnson, like he would do that. Not well, every that time. I, not every time, but well, sometimes. There, that's different, though, too, because, uh, you know, when you're talking to him, you feel like it's just he, a conversation. Yeah. And yeah. that he's not actually taking in your responses to what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, a real no no where conversation is concerned. <laughs> I mean, I still think Doing about the one like time that. he did it with me, and I was like, I didn't hate him, but like that is so awkward. Yeah, it's gross. Because he, he did it with me, and then he went on stage at a mic and just did what we just talked about. Yep. And I'm like that, and not just like he was inspired by the conversation. Like you just beat out exactly what you're doing. Yep. People have done that to me. I think twice in the past couple of weeks, and I look at it, and I'm always like, I wonder if we were having fun. Exactly. And it, you know, we might have. <laughs> But it definitely cheapens it. Well, it's like, That's oh, I did. It's sentence. like I didn't actually talk to. I didn't actually <laughs> I talk to him. If we I wonder if we were. Having fun. Well, it's like that didn't actually happen. I wasn't actually in this conversation. You thought you were having a conversation, and you were just a springboard. Yeah. Without, and it'd be one thing if he's like, "Hey, can I run this bit by you?" But he didn't do that. Right. Oh my gosh, I've definitely had someone be like, "Hey, can I run this bit by you?" And then do the bit, like, word for word. Exactly. Not even. Okay, I think it's gonna right? be like this, just performing it. For me it was, and me alone, like the, it was terrifying. I feel like the disclaimer is what's important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I agreed because this person was hysterical. But in the moment... Who's the person? Uh, I don't know if I... Yeah. I mean, it won't matter. Ian Abramson totally ran a bit by me three or four times. <laughs> sure. The same one. Well, that gets a little In weird. the same sitting. It was bizarre. But also, it was kind of cool because, like... Uh, I liked it. I hated it by the third or fourth time that he did it. Do you know what he's up to? 
I think he's he keeps making all these like very fun and strange little videos that he's putting up online of like footage from like a I think like a French like video series about like uh, a bunch of different st- it's like a Pee Wee's Playhouse type thing where they'll have like a bunch of like uh, toys moving around a village, but then he's like appropriated that footage and like put his own voiceovers over it and like made it complete nonsense. It's very mm. funny, but uh, yeah, I don't know what he's doing like performance i mean he could be writing for who knows what and i'd never know i don't hear his name as much yeah that's what i mean like a few few years ago it was like oh he's like kind of popping and then he just has gone away yeah i mean i don't know i don't know what he's up to because also it would be like if i'm not actively looking for what he's doing you know i would see oh my god he did something with super deluxe that i didn't know about and i'm learning about like you know eight months later like holy shit but you know i don't know if he's Still doing a bunch of stuff like that, or you know, if he's just working a, a job or what? He's do you doing? talk to a lot of guys who moved away? Probably not as much as I should. I do for a bit when people move, but then like, uh, well, yeah, you yeah, just, just local them. life, which yeah. is so bizarre because that's what the fucking internet is for, right? Like you mm-hmm. can just keep in touch with anybody all the time. Yeah, but no one does that. They just want to share who they are all the time and yeah. what's happening with them. They don't want to reach out. I mean, you do with your the people you're like super tight with. Yeah. I've started trying to, when people are, like, hitting me up about, you know, freelance design stuff or comedy shit or sure. whatever, it's just asking them how they are. Because I do want to know how people are doing and converse with them if I care about them. But, like, you know, uh, even that, I feel like can, you know, if you don't talk to someone like that all the time, it can be a little weird. They're like, why are you asking this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one person that I, and I haven't hit him up in a few weeks, so it's kind of bullshit that I would say this, but I feel like I've asked Bobby how he's doing every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. How is he doing? Uh, Last time I talked to him, he's doing fine. The apartment's doing good. I haven't talked to him in a few weeks, though, so I don't even know. Studio apartment in New York City. Yeah. And he, what, he's got a couch and a (laughs) table? (laughs) Oh, he's doing great. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot. He's got two things. Yeah. Well, he's got a bed, too, right? Yeah. Three things. Right. I mean, that's a, for New York City, bed and a table, yeah, that's it's a lot. Bad. it's not bad. I knew a gal who literally uh, had her, cl- she, there was no space in the apartment at all for storage, so she had, like, one of those uh, things that you'd see at the store, I did, like a clothes rack, like clothing rack, clothes rack, you know, like a, you know, a couple of stands with a pipe sure. going through it, and all their clothes hung on it, but that was, like, stretching over her bed, so she, like, slept under her clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nuts she like took a photo of it and put it online like hey new york is pretty crazy because you got to deal with having no space ever and i just got so claustrophobic yeah and, like, i know do you kind of make a fuck. sweeping over generalization that i think that might carry water but maybe not maybe it's just me but like that? i found that like every whenever i'm in a girl's bedroom i'm always like this is a crazy way to have a bedroom <laughs> oh man, I've definitely been in bedrooms like, like that. Well, guys' bedrooms too can be a little. Well, maybe it's just maybe it's also because like too. I don't really go into anyone's bedroom unless it's mine or a girl's. Uh, okay, my bedroom yeah, yeah, yeah. is like pristinely clean. Well, Max has nothing in it. He has a dresser. Yeah, I just Very have a dresser. Mine is, it's it's super Spartan. Yeah, yeah. it's I weird. Like uh, I like it, but I, I'm always worried people think it's crazy. But um. I don't know. It's I just cool. feel like there's this like like. Do you really need to have like three styrofoam heads in your girl or in your bedroom? <laughs> That's a weird. Does your Freudian girl need slip. three styrofoam heads in there? Yeah. Yeah. Like what? what stop it. Like that. Me, the, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, go go on. <laughs> oh no, that was Max just it. She had a crazy a bedroom. Set. <laughs> I think. Am I? Ke- I think I'm keeping pace with Max right now with the drinks. Right? We've had about the same. Sure. Yeah. He's had like three, yeah. three or four. Did yeah. I drink before? Th- no. Well, much <laughs> the fact that you can't remember. No, this is number three. <laughs> this is number three. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Can bottle. This is bottle number two. I wanted to ask you. Max kind of brought yeah. it up. What's up, Louis? Oh. So Louis did a set two days ago. Yeah. And people were talking about it. Yeah. And you, I only know because you messaged us. Yeah. Because you guys talked about it a bunch on here. Yeah. So yeah. What my do you dad think? messaged me about it. Was your dad happy about Where? it? My dad didn't give a shit. He's like, well, because I had talked to my dad about how I didn't think Louis was gonna come back. Sure. And my dad's like, well, like look at you, Maxie. Later. Turns out you're a dumb idiot. Uh, Just look, like I always said. Does he listen to this podcast? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I sure hope not. That would be wild. That would be real wild. I really don't want him Some to. Some of the stuff you've laid bare on this thing. So what do you think, what do you think of him doing a set again? I, uh, 
if it had been <laughs> if it had been like if he had said something about any of the shit that he did, sure, I, I was surprised. That was the thing that surprised him the most that he didn't say anything. Well, about he it. got a standing ovation before he even started, sure. and then they said that it was like a typical set and that he didn't mention it. I was that really it made me sad. I was like, fuck. I I just personally gave him more credit for the kind of guy that he is. I guess I would think that if you know when he made a public statement the way that he made it and the shit that he did to me the guy that i had in my mind that he was would have been like i gotta make this right the next fucking time that i appear in front of people i gotta make this right and i gotta say something about it that will like expunge this evil from my soul (laughs) also he's got a like terrible sexual problem that like i don't know if he's dealt with also it's not my business but as a fan and as someone who's like an artist that really I think like the way that he appeals to people is like via the how like candid kind he is. of yeah. And the kind of guy that he is. And, you know, that's probably all just to show up his illusion anyway. And, you know, he's giving the appearance of that. I don't know. I just feel like uh Like do you think he should be back or co- should in the future be back? I there should have been more in my mind, there should have been more that happened that was like punitive. From something or someone. I feel like if he, and maybe this is just him like trying to flex the muscles to get limber again, and then mm-hmm. in two months there will be the most, you know, cathartic. Sure. I'm, you know, I fucked up. Here's how I fucked up. Here's how I got to this place. Maybe there'll be something like that that comes out of him, and this is just him stretching his legs, but like, you know. When you say there's something that should have been more punitive, do you think that he didn't, he should have received more? cultural punishment than he did i don't even know if that's appropriate because like uh, and who knows who's what he's gone through privately you know i have no idea it just seems like from an outsider's perspective on the surface level like here's a guy who committed some sex crimes and put some people in some really awful situations uh what are the sex crimes jerking off in front of somebody without their consent he always asked for consent yes but there were times when the consent that was given was like dubious or like almost non-existent have you ever asked for consent <laughs> <laughs> for something that are I you did a rapist Rudy? I be careful <laughs> i know be careful i, I know <laughs> We, well, we've already figured out that no, Will is a rapist, and he saint. is bad for that. But, he only uh, rapes people crazy. he's married to. <laughs> but he, here's, the, here's like, I remember I was talking to Snodgrass, really and Snodgrass up. has been in a relationship since the Me Too movement happened. Yeah. And he told me that if he if he ever got out of this relationship or if he were going to hook up with someone again, uh, that before he had sex with them, yeah. he would ask, do you want to have sex? And that is something that I have never done. Wow. I have never said, do you want to have sex? Now, yeah. I have gone through extensive, like, water testing situations where, like, before I even touch someone's arm, I am weighing out for a long time oh, whether yeah. that's okay. And if I touch someone's arm and I get any sense yeah. that that is not cool, I don't do it. Yeah. But I have never once in my life – there's been times where I've said, like – For verbal like, consent, yeah. Yeah, for well, and it's called affirmative consent, and it's something that people say is like absolutely required, and I think it's bullshit. That's yeah, insane. I think total that's bullshit. Kind of it's what do you very tricky? What do you think of that? I, from my own personal experience, I'm pretty sure every time that I've had sex with someone for the first time, I've definitely said like, "Is this okay?" Really, it's a pretty big step. Yeah. Also, this <laughs> was like a frightening thing to me to have sex with someone. There are definitely times <laughs> I've asked. There terrifying. are definitely times that I've asked if this is okay, but yeah. clearly. There are, there are times where it is clearly okay. Yeah. We're, yeah, I'm not violating anything here. They're as into this as I am. Yeah. I'm not. Nothing is being pushed. Like, yeah. I, I basically wait until someone starts to have sex with me. Yeah. Sure. And that's a completely fine way to yeah, do Yeah, and it I, too. I really don't think that anyone has ever been upset with that. Well, um, the thing that bugs me about this situation with him in particular, the one that always gets me is the Garfunkel and Oates thing. Is like he was like, "Hey, can I jerk off in front of you?" And according to you know whatever you can read online, which I think probably came from them talking to somebody, was they gave like a like a, a facetious th- like yeah, thumbs like a up. Joking. Mm-hmm. But then when he started, they went to go for the door, which and he, is a, and he blocked and he blocked it physically with yeah. his body, which is like 
<laughs> so clearly he's taking like a massive physical cue and ignoring it, that which is, is awful. Yeah. Awful. But I don't know. Like, so stupid. The whole thing Who is gives a thumbs up to somebody who says, can I jerk off in front of you? Someone well, who doesn't know how to act in the situation. Yeah. yeah. And if you think yeah, it's a joke. Who knows how to act in the situation. If you think it's a bit, I could totally see something. Well, you have like, to understand that your perspective yeah. is a little warped because you, you are, are a rapist. serial rapist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. uh, <laughs> it would be serial, wouldn't it? <laughs> Well, because Max and I have talked a lot about this both on and off mic. About, sure. Well, like someone like Faison. But that seems so... F- yeah. But it's like the the punishment of stand-up is cut off from you forever. Like Faison, I thought about this. He, I thought about this like today. Like he could probably come back if he changed his name and went to a totally different city. But uh, he, went oh, to, yeah. he went to London and he started doing stand-up and people found out about it and like kicked him out. But I'm like, if he, cha- if, he changed, if he changed his name, he probably would have been fine, yeah. especially in London. Yeah. But it's like, is that, I don't feel that bad for him because no. what he did is shitty. Yeah. But w- there's some point where it's like, if you told someone you could never play guitar again, and now every time they bought a guitar, you smashed it. <laughs> Which is essentially kind of what's it's very going sim- on. It's very yeah. similar. I think. He, I and think like, that's a weird punishment. Yeah. I don't think that things are so, hopefully, I think, hopefully, things are not so absolute. And let's say you did something awful within a community. And your art form that you love is very tied into the way that you behave in this community. And your ability to do it is contingent upon the way that you treat the other people in this community. And you commit a grievous wrong Mm -hmm. like this. I think that there are enough ways that you could um, publicly apologize and try to make it right where people would say, okay, you are not beyond redemption. Clearly, you're trying to make good on something. Mm-hmm. And there's probably going to be a lot of people who would just toss you out the fucking door and like, you're not welcome here, go yep. away. But there'd be enough people who'd be like, you know what? You're a human being. You fucked up. You're saying you fucked up. But that's the thing. It's always this like... Silence. I'm deleting all of my accounts and fading into yeah. the background and moving somewhere else. It's never this stick around and fix it, which seems to me to be like the correct and human way to go about. Well, I think it's got to be really hard with the internet being the way it is. God, it's got to be way more insane than it ever has been to, yeah. to fix something that's in the public eye. Yeah. yeah. Where are you on a guy like Junior? Man, that's very uh, super complex. Yeah. I don't know. Also, I think he. What, didn't come out about it ever or hasn't said anything about it? There's never been anything public. Yeah. At least on his end. And that, to me, that's like, that always speaks volumes. And it's like horribly depressing that it speaks volumes in that direction. And maybe it doesn't. And maybe all these people are like torn up about it inside. But like, to me, you know, you have some sort of monstrous thing inside of you that takes the wheel when you're fucking, you know, eight million drinks in or something like that. I feel like you gotta say something and like apologize to everyone and everything for eight million years. And then if people are gonna let you back in, that's how it goes. But like, you know, it's always nope, delete everything, go away, never say anything, never publicly apologize, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Yeah. But I also kind of get that a little bit, too, because it's, like, very... I think some of it's shame, and I think some of it's, like, I don't even... This is so much who I am. I don't know how to fix this. Yeah, sure. Like, I bet Louis didn't think he did anything wrong until people were like, you did something wrong, and it got outed. I don't think that's true. Yeah. You I think, think he... Because isn't it in his act just how shameful he is about uh, his... He, I'm he, sure it's not something he was proud of, but I don't think he thought he was a predator. I think he thought he just had this deviant thing he liked to do. I think he probably is smart enough... Yeah, uh, like ridiculously intelligent enough and like self-reflective to an insane degree. Mm-hmm. Like that whole guy's fucking everything was just looking yeah. at himself yeah. and then putting it back out to other people like, hey, this is me. This is what I think and how I look and feel. And some of it was fabricated and like played up. But yeah, I just feel like he had to know what he was doing was wrong. Maybe, yeah. And I think he was just maybe doing it in the most unwrong way he could. Because, like, a sexual compunction is, like, 
it'll take up your whole brain. You can't do anything until you fucking come. Like, look at murderers who, like, cut people up into pieces. They're like, I can only come if I murder a guy by, like, drilling a hole in his head and pouring bleach in there. Like, they did not murder people and drill a hole in their head and pour bleach in there. Like, that fucking happened. That's, like, many times. Yeah, they should still be allowed to do stand-up. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Stop barring him from open mics and bar shows. Just, yeah, let him. They're a killer. Oh God, terrible <laughs> pun. Awful, awful pun. Anything but you want to uh, tell Terrence you're doing before we get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> have we been lit? <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Terry won't care, and he's one of the people that I probably should hit up that I haven't talked to in a while. So Terry, if you hear this, I'm gonna message you and. You know, ask you irritating questions about your life and how you're doing. That was fun when we went to Violet Hour before. Yeah, it was very fun. It was great. Yeah, that was a good time. I wish Joe had been there, but I think you we had something now. going on and you met up with I, people. No, after. I, w- I went to uh, Schwann's wake thing, his fu- his memorial service, ah. and then we went to Schwa afterwards. That I kept inverting yeah. those two words. Oh, yeah, man, it did. It was very insensitive. Yeah, <laughs> I very felt very insensitive. I felt very so insensitive terrible. of Schwann to die that night. <laughs> 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 good lord. <laughs> We're going to Schwann. You fucking do this now. <laughs> that was so terrible. I felt so bad for that guy. Yeah, he was a really sweet guy. I really didn't know him very well. Neither so I. I felt so callous, like, not going. Because so many of my friends were just broken up to hell about that. But, like, I would have felt like a complete imposter walking through those doors. It would have been real weird. I don't know. R.I.P., man. For sure. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know <laughs> what the fuck is out there after you kick the bucket. We had a really jarring talk about that one time. You and I? Yeah, remember when we went to Victor Bar and then we went to that diner? Oh, yeah. And we were talking about death at one time. We both kind of agreed, like, I think this is the worst thing that ever happens. I think that yeah. uh, it's going to happen and that there's no good and it's just going to be fucking awful. And it's so terrible that words betray... Uh, our ability to express how utterly and certainly awful death is. Yeah, religion is spun from the fear of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These crazy religions we have are just because this thing is so awful. And even with that knowledge, we are not able to come close to expressing or anticipating how uh, completely and encompassingly terrible the fact is that you will one day die. Yeah. Just complete and utter negation of your existence. Yeah. You can't just, yeah, uh-huh. you're gone, baby. <laughs> yeah, truly horrifying. Keep drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's what brought it out the other time too. Probably, yeah. yeah we, we were quite sloshed. A bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Had a slinger afterwards. Yeah, that was good. You guys itching to switch the switch the knobs off? <laughs>